0: Suffering and Refinement Today on His GPS for Your SOS, I want to take a look at the byproducts of suffering. We can start by giving a nod to the pearl. These highly prized gems form a reaction due to irritation. A single particle in an oyster begins to defend itself by producing a coating called a nacre. Layer upon layer is laid over the irritant until a glistening pearl is formed. The entire process takes about three years, and the oyster needs to be mature enough for this process to be undertaken. That nacre is actually a kind of armor for the oyster, isn't it? Another natural material that undergoes heat and pressure to become all it's intended to be is coal. Coal starts out as little more than decayed plants. It then undergoes an organic transformation that turns into peat. From there, it changes into lignite, and then into bituminous coal. It finally progresses to its ultimate incarnation, anthracite, a final product that's ready to use. Oil is another product of nature that must endure pressure to be collected and harnessed for use. Oil is formed from carbon and hydrogen and dead organic matter that settle to the bottom of the ocean floor. To obtain the finished product, which takes thousands of years, drilling must occur to extract it. You might be wondering where this little geology lesson is going. I promise I have a point. We human beings can undergo a similar metamorphosis when we are subjected to the fire of trials. Once we've gone through them, we can emerge as different people. But we must be willing to endure the irritant like an oyster. We must be prepared to bear up and take the heat like coal. And when we need to buck up to withstand a bit of uncomfortable drilling, we can be ready. Metamorphosis isn't instantaneous. It isn't a magic trick. It's not the result of a genie's whim. God alone works with and in us as we endure trials and hardships. The process is far from painless, and we might even find our faults and shortcomings become highly exposed in the process. But God promises He will be ever-present during it. In Isaiah 43-2, God promises He'll be with us when we walk through the fire. He promises we will not be burned. What He doesn't say is, You won't feel the heat or join me for a walk in the park. Metamorphosis requires a degree of painful change. We need to be fully aware and honest with ourselves about what that's going to look like. We must be ready to acknowledge and prepare. We do ourselves a favor by being honest with ourselves and even others about what we're enduring. We must rejoice and praise God and encourage others as they go through their struggles after we've received a reprieve from our own. The Christian who tries to pretend there's no struggle doesn't do herself or any non-Christians a favor. In fact, a Christian who pretends nothing is ever wrong and that Jesus is easily and magically fixing every single bump in their apparently seamless lives is a hypocrite. Such facades prompt more speculation than interest in God because they aren't believable in the least. I myself have just emerged from a fiery 11-month trial that is still creating a few ripples in my pond. I'm rejoicing now, but honestly, I admit God had to lay down a few skin grafts for the proverbial burns along the way. God does promise in Psalm 147.3 that he binds up our wounds and heals them. And what a blessing that verse has been to me and perhaps to you. So we might have some scars this side of eternity, and we can boldly share our scar journeys with others to encourage them. And one fine day in eternity, all our scars will be gone. And thankfully, none of the crying and pain of this world will be remembered. Imagine being unburdened by all your sorrow. On that day, Christians will be able to rejoice forevermore that they really did come forth as gold as Job described the refining process in chapter 23, verse 10 of his book in the Bible. I'd like to share with you this excerpt from my first book, The Side Door, The Cross, what Jesus was born to embrace and endure. Arguably, the most famous line in Frank Capper's 1946 movie, It's a Wonderful Life, is George Bailey's desperate utterance, I wish I'd never been born at all. Of course, an angel, in an alternative existence scenario, eventually convinced the Jimmy Stewart character to not only resume but embrace his situation, warts and all. He learns that life isn't just about what you get out of it, but also how others benefit from the gestures and sacrifices of a life well lived. Nobody had to teach that lesson to Jesus Christ. He embodied the lesson. The King of Kings was born in a humble manger filled with scratchy, smelly manger straw. His self-proclaimed purpose in Matthew 20:28 20, was not to come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. If you're an American consumer, you live in an era where companies market to your every need and whim in a round-the-clock hope that they can seduce you into buying their products. With a snap of a finger, you can enjoy the boldest and hottest coffee. Machines wash our dishes, cook our food, mow our manicured lawns, and launder our dirty clothes. We enjoy personal rights and freedoms unmatched in the third world. Let's face it, sometimes we are put out by small sacrifices like taking out the garbage or picking up animal waste in the yard. It's probably impossible for us to imagine the voluntary sacrifice that began for Jesus the moment he was born. Though we don't know when in his young life he was actually cognizant of that sacrifice, he does tell his parents in Luke two forty-nine at the age of 12 that he must be quote, about my father's business, unquote. As a boy, he embraced his purpose and fulfilled his destiny with courage, dignity, and self-control. And though he was tempted by Satan to thwart those plans in the desert, he continued his journey, even amidst the taunts of the priests and elders who mocked him, shouting, he saves others, yet he cannot save himself. And that's from Matthew twenty-seven forty-two. He completed the grueling work on the cross. What cross are you meant to endure? and even embrace. Most of us would prefer not to even identify it or speak of it aloud, but God knows what it is and you do too. Jesus modeled the ultimate endurance so we can take up our own cross each day to live the life he redeemed for us with obedience and courage. And the key to kingdom living is, give thanks to Jesus for embracing the cross. And the doorpost is, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. 1 Peter 2.24 Thank you for tuning in today to His GPS for Your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her first two books in her Plan Door Devotion Trilogy are available on Amazon. Her bi-monthly blogs can be found at cindyyorks.com.